All August long, we're giving away our subscription-only digestible daily show Cubs Pod, which is ad-supported here by the Bleacher Bunch on the Fans First Network. For early ad-free Cubs Pod, subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a super ranter today. It is August 10th, 2023, and this is Cubs Pod, your daily dose of Chicago Cubs content, brought to you by the Bleacher Bunch for the Fans First Sports Network. The Cubs lost an absolute heartbreaker in Queens last night. This game could not have gotten going any better with a home run from Christopher Morell on the very first pitch. So Morell was out there in the leadoff spot, which seems a little odd for his skill set, really. But okay, I'm good with it, especially when he takes the first pitch deep out of the yard. So with one pitch in this game, mere seconds after it started, the Cubs were up one nothing on the Mets. And you start to feel like, oh, this is going to be our night. Uh, but then Nico Horner, Ian Happ, and Cody Bellinger, all three strikeout swinging versus David Peterson. And that's not great. I mean, you're still happy because of the home run and all, but man, he just tore through the next three who are supposed to be sort of the best hitters in our lineup. But ultimately, he wasn't that dominant. He did give up two runs in this game. He only had five strikeouts. It's just that the first three were in that first inning. He would only last 3.2 innings. So he's out of there before the end of the fourth. And yet the Cubs still, like all of that sounds like great. Hey, we got a leadoff home run on the first pitch. We ran the starting pitcher in 3.2. Um This should be good for us. The Cubs should win this game, or it feels like the Cubs would be on their way. Well, they were not. Bottom of the first, uh, even more evidence that the Cubs are going to tear this up because Kyle Hendricks went one, two, three through their order, just blew right through them. And man, you're feeling so good about this after the first inning. In the second inning, Seiya Suzuki is back in this lineup, and I don't know if he's fixed but he was definitely looking to try and prove something last night. He hit a triple for his first at-bat of the game, which was nice. Now, it was kind of misplayed by Jeff McNeil out in right field. And then Arauz did not uh, did not make the throw to third because he dropped the relay in. So, you know, it was an easy, in that sense, an easy triple for Seiya because the Mets kind of did not play it properly. Then with Candelario up to bat, you end up getting a passed ball. The The ball kind of ricochets off of the catcher and shoots away. And Saya is able to run home for the second run. There it is. Boom. Second inning, two runs, Cubs. Uh, apparently, we're going to score nine in this game. And it's just going to come easy because we're just going to get all the breaks, like the ball bouncing away from the catcher and our guy being able to score really easily from third base every time he's over at third base, right? That's exactly how this game's going to go. Unfortunately, not. You know it doesn't go this way, but my goodness, it seemed like it would in you know the first two innings. 
Bottom of the second, Hendricks continues to deal. The Mets do not score. Get to the top of the third, and David Peterson continues to suck. He strikes out Amaya to start the inning, but then he walked Christopher Morrell. He walked Nico Horner. So now we got two on, but Ian Happ grounds into a double play to end this inning, and there are no more runners on base. Bottom of the third, Hendo continues to deal. Gives up a single, but nothing else. Just mowing through the Mets. Get to the top of the fourth. Bellinger flies out. Dansby flies out. But then, say it. Like I said, he's trying to make a point in this game. He gets a single. uh, And then that gets followed up by a single by Jamer Candelario, which moves... Saya over to second. So we got guys on first and second. Unfortunately, we have two outs and Patrick Wisdom is up and he gets called out on strikes, which kind of sucks because uh, some of those strikes were very, very iffy. Uh, May not have actually been strikes, but hey, that's what we get anymore, especially with this crew. We get strikes that aren't strikes and, you know, balls that aren't balls and who knows what's going to happen anymore. It's a pain in the ass. Bottom of the fourth inning, uh, the Mets finally get a little bit going against Hendricks. Uh, Francisco Lindor singled. Uh, Hendricks did throw him out over. He picked him off over at first. But then they went to the video and they see that it was just another bad call by the ump. And they overturned that, which was very bad because Pete Alonso was up to bat. Now, I'm not exactly sure why you keep pitching to Pete Alonso. It doesn't make any sense. You're up by two. You got one guy on. You got Kyle Hendricks, who's actually pitching pretty well. And maybe you don't go after, I don't know, like one of the best home run hitters in the league. Well, they did. And Pete Alonso made them pay for it. He jacked it. Number 35 on the season for that guy. 35. Man, you you could add two guys up, and I don't think you get 35 from anybody on the Cubs. But he jacks one, and all of a sudden, this game is tied. So the game that started out so well with us scoring once in the first with a you know very first pitch home run and then say a you know running in on the pass ball, it feels like everything's gonna break our way. Now in the fourth. It's tied because the Cubs are just making bad decisions, really. They could have totally walked him and then tried to work something else out. Yeah, sure. You don't want to put guys on with no outs and all that, but this is Pete Alonzo. I I don't know. And had you done that, uh, Jeff McNeil grounded out. So, you know, you get the grounder from Jeff McNeil, then that maybe turns into a double play instead of just one out. And then uh, he strikes out. Almonte and gets a ground out from Mark Vantos. One, two, three after Pete Alonzo. One, two, three after Pete Alonzo. Like maybe don't pitch to Pete Alonzo, people. Come on. It was his I I think it was his fourth home run in this series. Good lord. Top of the fifth, Nico Horner got a single, but Amaya Morell and Hap all got outs. And when you get three outs and one single, that's no runs, and you move on to the bottom of the fifth. Fifth looks like it's going to go pretty well. You get a strikeout right up top. Arauz goes down. Uh, then you get a flyout from Rafael Ortega. But then uh, the wheels start to fall off Hendricks a little bit. He ends up uh, giving up a single to Brandon Nemo. And then he gives up a single to Francisco Alvarez, and the bases are loaded. 
for Pete Alonso. <sighs> Are you kidding me? You're going to go up against Pete Alonso. Hendricks just got taken yard by the guy. Yeah, now you really have to pitch to him because you got bases loaded. You got nowhere to put him. If you try to walk him now, then you're going to end up walking in the uh, go-ahead run. And of course, you don't want to do that. So maybe you shouldn't have pitched to Pete Alonso the inning before. Now, that being said, it works out because Pete Alonso hit a grounder and uh, Nico Horner was able to handle it. So no harm, no foul. But still, come on. Come on. Like, what What are we doing getting into these situations? You had two outs, and you load the bases. It's not looking good, and that was it for Hendricks. End of the game for him. He got out of that inning. He only gave up the two runs. It wasn't a terrible outing. He actually did pretty good, other than just a few minor mistakes. And uh, But the biggest mistake was David Ross's for pitching to Pete Alonso earlier. But don't worry, folks. Uh, the way the baseball works, uh, Kyle Hendricks could still get the win in this game if his offense just lifts him up. Oh, but never mind. Uh, they went down one, two, three in the six. Then in the bottom of the six, they bring in Hayden Wisniewski. Good to see the young kid coming out. And uh, much like David Peterson, he gave up a home run to the first person he saw. To be fair, though, he was twice as good as David Peterson because uh it was the second pitch that got knocked out of the park. Yeah, Jeff McNeil got out there, and I don't know if he was using someone else's bat or something, but he was choking up. He choked up really far on the bat. And uh, so maybe he wasn't even necessarily trying for a home run. He was just trying to get it out there somewhere. But, man, he got a hold of that one, and it went out over the right field fence, and the Mets were leading 3-2. to two. Then we had Little League World Series uh, hero and GOAT. Uh, Danny Almonte getting a double and then then we start to get into the dir of it all yes the defensive efficiency ratio of the Chicago Cubs started dropping precipitously at this point in the game Mark Vientos uh, he hit a ball straight to star player Dansby Swanson and you expect okay He's going to take the ball. He's going to throw it to first. There's going to be an out. We'll have a guy on third because that's just how baseball works. And you take your sure out. Instead, Swanson tried to get the lead runner, Abraham Almonte, coming from second to third. But he did it with not a lot of, uh, I don't know, urgency. Uh, he did a little flip. And so that makes it seem like it's, a, but he did not put any juice on that ball. And guess what? Abraham Almonte was safe. So instead of taking the for sure out at first, he went to third, but he did it without any you know speed on the throw, no nothing. And so you put Candelario in a position where he's trying to make a tag because the runner going to third is not a force out. You got to tag the guy. So if the ball doesn't get there very quickly, that's a lot of pressure on Candelario. And guess what? He just, he got the tag in it, just too late, too late because Dansby Swanson did not get the ball there quickly and now we got runners at first and third and no outs because Dansby Swanson just I don't know what he was thinking I really just don't get that play it didn't make any sense to me at the time and here it is a while later and it still doesn't make any sense to me Jonathan Arose is up to bat and he hits a single and drives in uh, Abraham Almonte from third and there you go 
Now the Cubs are down by two with no outs still in this game. Now, maybe nothing really changes, right? Maybe nothing really changes in this game if uh, Dansby Swanson goes to first on that pitch, but he would have gotten the out. I don't know. It would have made it feel a little bit better for Wisniewski at that moment. Maybe not. I Look, who knows what's going to happen, but in the era of advanced analytics and all this stuff, one of the big things that's come out is like the 27 outs. That's like a big deal. That's why people don't want to bunt anymore because you don't want to give the outs up. It's, it's more about the outs sometimes for these people than it is about the runs. And Dansby Swanson did not go for the out and he gave up the run. But that was enough for uh, Hayden Wisniewski. He doesn't get any outs in the inning. He gives up a home run and a double and then a single and it's just you know too bad for him did not work out in new york city so they bring in jose cuas to replace hayden was and you get a strikeout a strikeout and a flyout and jose cuas is through the inning one two three sort of one two three for his half of the inning i guess in the seventh inning, the Mets make a pitching change. Uh, I didn't really mention this earlier, but yeah, David Peterson went out with two outs in the fourth inning. Grant Hartwig came in and he pitched 2.1 innings. So he pitched the fifth and the sixth. And then they pull him for Trevor Gott in the seventh. Uh, he gets the first out. But then the Cubs do something that maybe they should have done to start this game. They replaced Patrick Wisdom with Mike Talkman, and which will eventually, you know, when they go back out of the field, move to Cody Bellinger at first place, which, by the way, despite what anybody keeps saying with all their different, that's the best lineup. It's the best lineup. I'm sorry. You can talk the numbers all you want, but numbers don't play baseball. And when the Cubs play baseball with Cody Bellinger at first base and Mike Talkman in center field, they win baseball games. Come on, let's do the things that win baseball games and quit doing the things that create numbers. Anyway, Mike Talkman takes the walk, and then Miguel Amaya gets hit by a pitch, so Trevor Gott is a little bit all over the place. Um, then Christopher Morrell strikes out, and Nico Horner flies out, and so the damage was nothing, but they didn't. They had a chance. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It drives me nuts. Jose Cuas stays in this game, and I kind of like what he's got going on. You know, this inning was is pretty. People just are not getting good, solid contact against him, which is good. Uh, I don't know if it's his funky delivery or what, but Francisco Lindor popped out to Dansby Swanson. Uh, he then he walked Pete Alonso, which look walk Pete Alonso. Let's just keep doing that because this is ridiculous. That guy is too good, and he's killing you. You shouldn't have pitched to him earlier. I'm never going to give this up. He should not have pitched to him earlier. Uh, so he's on, but then Jeff McNeil pops out to Nico Horner. So here's the two outs that Kuas gets in this inning are both on these like little weak ass flyouts. You know, that's, I like that. That's good. Um, and then he walked Abraham Almonte and you got Pete Alonso at second now. So there's guys at first and second and you bring in Julian Merriweather. I'm not sure why. Maybe he matches up against Mark Vantos better. Whatever it does. It, Whatever, or just two walks in an inning, that's enough. I'm fine with it. Jose Quas uh, got through one full inning. It was the last out of the inning before, and then these two outs. Julian Merriweather comes in and burns through Mark Vientos in three pitches. All right, then we get to the top of the eighth inning. 
Here we go, people. The Mets make a pitching change. They bring in Josh Walker to face the heart of our order. We got Ian Happ, Cody Bellinger, Dansby Swanson all coming up in this inning. And you got this Josh Walker. He has a 675 ERA. And you're just like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's let's wind it up. Let's get some life out there. And let's beat this dude down. Let's get through it, guys. And, you know, maybe get a run, get a two, take the lead in this game. The Cubs have been known to come back late against bad pitchers out of the bullpen. Uh, but not this time. They went out in order. Hap flew out. Bellinger and Swanson both struck out. And that's all you get out of a 675 ERA pitcher and the heart of our lineup. Mark Leiter Jr. comes in, gets a 1-2-3 inning, and we're good. Move on to the ninth. It's our last chance. You bring in Adam Ottavino for the Mets, and you're just like, oh, here's their closer. Guy's good. Uh, but Seiya Suzuki says, I am unimpressed, and I am on a mission tonight to show everyone I should be playing baseball. I shouldn't be sitting on the bench. I want to show everyone what I can do, and he does it. He crushes the ball. Ottavino threw two out of the zone, and then he had to bring one in to try and get a strike so that he doesn't go down 3-0, and that's the one that Saya was looking for. He put it almost middle-middle, and Saya made him pay for it. That's what we're looking for. Now the Cubs are only down by one because K Seiya Suzuki is having himself a night three for four with no strikeouts. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's what you want to see out of our guy. Uh, let's hope that continues. And maybe he did figure something out while he was sitting on the bench there for a little bit. And it's not just a favorable pitching matchup against a, not a very good team. So then Candelario, he gets a single. So... You know, we're rolling now. We got the home run. We got the single. And then Candelario's over there, and he's moving around, and he's getting uh, Ottavino's attention and a little bit too much attention. Ottavino throws over three times. And if you remember the rule that you cannot throw over three times, you will, you know, he uh, apparently Ottavino didn't know how many times he'd thrown over there. It seems weird. It's one, it's two, and then it's three, and you don't remember that you've thrown it the first two times, so you throw it the third time, and you end up balking the guy over to second base. So now we got a guy in scoring position. Mike Talkman's up to bat, and we're feeling good about this. Talkman walks. Okay, pretty good. You know, we're still there. We got a guy on first and second. Then we get Nick Madrigal up, uh, pinch hitting for Miguel Amaya. Look, that's not a bad idea. Uh, you know, Madrigal, contact guy in the ninth inning. Miguel Amaya, uh not so much <laughs> on the contact stuff like he's you know he struggles a little bit because he doesn't he gets such weird playing time he doesn't get into a rhythm but uh yeah so you bring in madrigal he puts down a sacrifice bunt and i'm i i don't know i was watching this bunt. the ball was up it was probably shouldn't have been bunted it probably should have been taken for a, a ball but he gets the bunt down he moves the guys over but madrigal's supposed to be pretty quick right Maybe if Madrigal just runs and runs really hard, he puts a little bit of pressure on the defense to make a play and they screw it up. But Madrigal did not do that. He did one of those like little league, like I would be running hard, except for I'm looking at the third baseman who's fielding the ball instead of at first base and trying to run fast to first base. Like he, he was basically like, 
he gave them the out. Like he, he just gave them the out. Look, I get it. It's a sacrifice bunt. You're supposed to get out. But you know what? Run the damn thing. Respect 90. That was the old saying. Let's get that back. Respect 90. Run that thing out. And look, he's probably 95% of the time he's going to be out. But maybe he puts a little bit of pressure on the defense and they make a bad throw or something. And then, you know, we end up with a guy going home on this bunt instead. But just try. Just please, Nick Madrigal, run. Quit looking at the damn ball, as I would say to every eight-year-old that I ever coached. Just because you're the same height as those eight-year-olds are doesn't mean you should be playing like them. Oh, by the way, totally messed this up, forgot. But Adam Ottavino, after the Mike Talkman walk, got pulled. Yeah, they pulled their closer and they brought in Phil Bickford. So that bunt was against Phil Bickford and not against Adam Ottavino. And so you had this brand new pitcher in there for that. Uh, then you get Christopher Morrell, who's up, and we like this position. Christopher Morrell's got power. You know, maybe it's a home run. He he fouls one off. He takes some strikes. The balls are way in the top of the zone, but they're in the zone. And uh, unfortunately, I look, I have no idea what he's looking for in this situation because I'm not a professional baseball player. But if somebody throws a ball right down the middle, I think you're supposed to try and swing at it. He did not. The third out was ridiculously, like, just straight down the middle. A four-seam fastball in the middle-middle quadrant of, not a quadrant, quadrant would would mean four. Uh, It's nine, nine tint. I don't know. The, uh, the little picture is set up in nine little things, and it's in the very center one, uh, you know. And there's, that's where the ball is, and he just doesn't even swing at it. He just waits for it. I don't know if he thinks that it's going, he's going to get a walk on that one. I don't know what's going on. You know, sometimes he's a little uh, whatever. What's he looking for? What is he looking for? Who told him not to be swinging at a, a freaking fastball? straight down the middle i mean the pitch before was up high it was a strike but it was up high and he swung at that and he fouled it off if he's swinging at this pitch i can only imagine that he's getting contact like it's right there oh god anyway he let it go uh that's an out with two guys in scoring position good lord one hit and the cubs are winning this game one measly stupid hit Nico Horner comes up next, and you're like, oh, wait. Okay, we got two outs, but Nico Horner, he's he's a contact guy. He hits the ball. He always gets hits. Like, we can count on Nico Horner coming up. We talked about this a while back. He's our clutch guy. He's the one we want in this spot. Uh, but, yeah, he took the walk. Because here's the thing. Apparently, the Mets understand that when you have a hot hitter that can put your team or you, they can put the other team in the lead, you don't really pitch to him. You can throw pitches in the general vicinity of the guy, but you don't pitch to him. Every one of those pitches was down and away. They were all outside. They were like, well, maybe he'll swing at them. But they walked him. I mean, they basically walked him on purpose. Four straight pitches, way out and down, because they're just like, look, Nico Horner, it's a clutch guy. He's a guy that hits the ball really well. We're not going to let this guy hit the ball. We're going to see if maybe we can get him, you know, 
swinging, chasing something, whatever, but we're not going to let him get anything good because that's how you play baseball. And even though you end up with uh, the bases loaded, you're still in the lead and you're still living. So uh, instead of pitching to a really good hitter, um, <clears throat> Ross, uh, maybe don't pitch to Pete Alonso. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, so instead of pitching to him, you pitch away from him and you let him walk if he'll take that walk. And then you attack the next batter because the next batter is Ian Happ. And guess what? Ian Happ is not as good a hitter as Nico Horner. Not by a long shot. You know, and, and here we go. Like, one thing that Happ is good at, though, is he usually has a really good eye. Ian Happ takes walks like crazy. He's really good at taking walks. So this at bat was very, very frustrating. The uh, the first ball was high, uh, but it was high in the strike zone. And that was a strike. Good. The second ball might have been called a strike. It was higher than the first one, though. But here we go. So now, you know, you got the third and fourth pitch, both way up out of the zone. Just half swinging. He gets a little bit of them, right? Fouls them off, but they are way too high. Like those are clearly too high. Make him come back to the zone, but he doesn't. He, uh, you know, finally on the fifth pitch, that is so high that even Ian Happ won't swing at it. So after the, the, you know, the five pitches, it's one and two, one ball, two strikes, even though it really could have been full count. It could have been three and two. And then the final pitch was away and up and it should have been a ball, but Hap swung at it and he missed completely. And that was the game. So they went from, if you just look at the, the pitch tracks, it easily could have been, you know, a six pitch walk, but instead it was a six, six pitch strikeout and only one ball because Ian Hap, the guy that takes walks, the guy that has a really good eye and could have walked and brought in the tying run decided he was just going to swing everything up out of the zone and he was going to strike out. That's the ball game. Cubs lose. And I'm clearly, clearly frustrated. And with that loss, uh, they dropped a two and a half back of the Brewers for the division title. And uh, Miami jumps ahead of them uh, because they won. And the Cubs were up by a half a game and now they're down by half a game in the wild card. So now the Cubs are not in the end of season tournament at all. And they are essentially tied with the Reds, who, as Danny noted earlier, have the season tiebreaker against the Cubs right now. So that's not good. All right. It is time for the Cubs to head from New York and keep going north. That was a terrible, strange brew reference, a uh, 50-year-old reference now, and uh, probably nobody got it. But if you did, you're old like me, and you watch funny, fun movies when you were a kid. The game tonight is up in Toronto. Uh, the Cubs will be playing the Blue Jays, who uh, are ostensibly a better team than the Cubs, but we'll see. The Cubs can win this. I, I'm confident that they'll play Talkman out there and then, you know, put Bellinger at first and Candelaria at third. And I, I'm, I'm confident they're, they're going to win, right? They're going to win. 
I'm feeling very strongly that they're going to win, as you can tell. I, th- I really, I really think, yes, they're going, they're going, they're going, they're going to win. All right. Uh, this game's going to get going at 610 uh, Chicago Standard Time. I'm sorry, 607 Chicago Standard Time, because that's a thing. Um, and then uh, Javier Assad is going to get the start because it's a, uh, a bullpen game, I guess. Well, not really a bullpen game with Assad. It's more of a piggyback game. Assad has only seen DeJong uh, more than two times, three times. Guerrero has uh, one hit and three tries against him, but DeJong has uh, one hit in five tries against him. Nobody else has ever hit against Assad. Uh, not that they haven't faced him. They just haven't. Nobody has a hit because Assad just has really never faced them very much. Maybe one game. Um, and then for the Blue Jays, we have uh, Tom Blue Dingledonger. I don't know. I'm not very good at the, the TBD names. Uh Danny, I think Danny has like a Rolodex of TBD initial names, but I don't. Uh, but yeah, the Blue Jays are going to be uh, throwing out Thomas Blongagish-Dingobada. Man, I'm bad at this. Okay, but that's it. And it's an indoor game, so the weather doesn't matter. It's probably going to be cool, but really, again, doesn't matter. It's indoors. At the Rogers Center, um, one interesting thing I saw yesterday: uh, Morell likes playing in Toronto for some reason. He uh, he said outside of Wrigley, it's his favorite ballpark. So maybe we see something good for Morell, or maybe they sit him and don't play him at all because it's the Cubs. But that's it. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, thank you for sitting way too long with me. I am out at home. Spagoo.